Hi, welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ruthie. Happy Friday. And today we are going to be finishing up our series with Stephanie Booker Atchison, a clinical hypnotherapist and certified life coach. She is the owner and founder of HeartWise Holistics, and today she's talking to us about the future of the hypnosis industry. Hypnosis has seen a great increase in interest from lay people and the medical community alike. She also talks to us about some of the research that's being done to measure the efficacy of hypnosis and to test out the applications, like on things like cancer patient pain management. How amazing is that? So let's go ahead and get into it so you can continue on your wonderful Friday. Have a great weekend. Okay, for our last episode, I wanted to take a look at the hypnosis industry kind of as a whole, because I know that in one capacity or another, you know, you've been basically building your career and this is, you know, you've been doing this for quite some time now. And Mm -hmm. um, so I imagine that you have a really good hindsight of the industry, which I would, you know, assume means that looking forward, you would be able to give us some insights into how the industry is going to develop. So one big thing, I think, just because we kind of touched on it at the beginning of the series, was talking about hypnosis and how it's still, it's becoming more widely accepted, which is great, but it's still not fully, you know, all the way there. Um, But how has the acceptance of hypnosis, like, changed over the course of of your career, whether you were, you know, employed or as an entrepreneur? How, How has that changed and how has that impacted you? Well, in in the past 10 years alone, you're seeing a growing legitimacy of hypnosis in medical and mental health communities. Um, There are a tremendous number of studies that have been done on the efficacy of hypnosis for Mm -hmm. surgery on cancer patients. Um, You're seeing um, a lot of its use or or stays on its use with um, issues a, a range of issues, um, and it doesn't matter if it's through fears and phobias to depression. They're just trying to see if um, people who take advantage of hypnosis, if there is traditional uh, tracking and research that can be had. Um, you're also seeing an increase in online apps, like, you know, with meditation apps, you're seeing Calm or Headspace, and then you've got Hypnobox or DigiPill, which are also guided meditation um, apps. So there's an increase, which they're more in line with self-hypnosis, but there's an increase in seeing everyday people using hypnosis for fears, phobias, relaxation, anxiety, um, sleep, uh, um, smoking cessation, weight loss, all of these different Issues And it is not a substitution for working with a professional, but you do see the growth there. There's also sort of a little um, interest, or should I say a lot more interest in the professional medical community, such as um, therapists and uh, psychologists, and seeing the legitimacy of adding hypnosis to what they utilize and use for their clients. And they're also understanding that, okay, well, we need to talk to traditional hypnotists and find out. And, and, and just to reiterate, I'm talking about clinical hypnotherapy or hypnotism. I'm not talking about the wonderful stage stuff that you see when you go to Vegas or any place else. That stuff works and that helps, but that's short term. That's just for laughs. And that has nothing to do 
with the long-term change that one is interested in when you go in mm-hmm. for clinical hypnosis. So for somebody who's looking at hypnosis as a possible solution for any of the you know issues that we've discussed during this series, what's... What might they see when they're looking at, okay, somebody who's a traditional hypnotist who says that they can help them versus, you know, somebody who's a clinical hypnotherapist? So, yes, you want to have someone who is not just, I know hypnosis. You want someone who is trained as in hypnosis, meaning they can or don't necessarily have to be a medical, licensed medical professional like a therapist or a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but they also have to have someone who has years in the field. The places where one could go to get trained and and certified, we don't have nearly as many of them on the East Coast, right, as when compared with, like, the the West Coast, because you you got a lot of your training in Arizona, which I think is considered the West Coast, Um, (laughs) even though it's not on the coast, but... Um, so is, is that still true that, you know, we just don't have as many here on the East coast or maybe, maybe they're all in New York city or something. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Well, you find, I think people learn Mm -hmm. the best ways for them. So you'll find a lot of schools online. You'll find them in different states, but they are growing. They are growing on the East coast. Um, one of the things that I failed to mention and what you're looking for, and this is how I find you can find a school the same way, is if you go to one of the associations, for example, the state that I live in now doesn't require licensing to practice hypnosis. Since that's the case, I personally am um, certified by two different groups because I want... That state is Maryland. (laughs) Because I want people to know it's important to me that I've taken the training, that I've sat and been tested. And and there are states or there are different areas or countries even where you do have to sit. England is one of them. They have professional boards and you don't necessarily have to be a licensed medical professional to practice hypnosis. But you want to check with one of these associations to see if this person is who they say they are, has the um, knowledge that they say they do, and can help you get where you want to go. Okay. And I think even though, and just from a marketing standpoint, um, even though Maryland doesn't require the certification, it's a huge differentiating factor, I think, that you have invested that much into your professional development, um, because that's a, a huge flag to me um, as somebody, when I when I look at, um, you know, like I, I still haven't, I've had one business coach the entire time I've been in business, and I'm still looking you know, for another one, but that is something I always look for. I don't care what's required or not, but the, the sign of, of investment into your own professional development is, is huge for me. Yeah. And I'm still learning because things change and things grow. I was looking at an article, um, two days ago, two days ago, and this is not a new article. This is an old article. And what they were talking about were the difference in the way, um, trances used to be conveyed in hypnosis versus their efficacy now and their time length. And I was like, Ooh, I need to go back to school to figure out if there's a new way that I can. I mean, it excited me about what I love of finding a different way or a new way to add to the skill set that I have. 
So well, that's a sign you're on the right track. Speaking <laughs> of new, I'm sure there's a ton of research going on regarding hypnosis. So I would love to learn something else that you found that was, you know, really new and exciting. Well, I, you know, I regularly troll the NIH website and I just simply type in hypnosis to see what the new studies are. There is one particular person, Dr. Guy Montgomery, who does a ton of studies on hypnosis. So anybody that really likes to dig into the minutiae or the data, you know, science on that should look him up and track down and see what the latest studies are that he's done. But um, NIH funding has done a lot of studies on the neurodynamics of hypnosis, on how, it, if it can enhance, enhance recall. Because if you remember 10 to 20 year, years ago, they changed hypnosis being used in um, legal proceedings because it could create false memories. They want to determine can hypnosis really be used for recall or how can it be used for recall? Hypnosis for cancer pain management, because there's some cancers that people cannot get any relief through their pain management with sedatives or narcotics. So I'm always up on trying to see the various ways that hypnosis can be of use to people. Okay. So, again, just a reminder for everybody, if you did not catch it at the end of the last episode, Stephanie is running an offer through the end of the month for a 30-minute session, no strings attached. And like I said in the last episode, she says no strings attached. She means no strings attached. It's real. (laughs) I feel like that's important. I feel like that's important with all these webinars and everybody's like, I actually just had uh, in a Facebook group, somebody was like, 30-minute coaching session for free. I'm like, no. You have 61 connections on your LinkedIn profile. I can't find you on Instagram. Who are you? (laughs) All right. So Stephanie means it. No crazy long, like she's not pitching you. It's real. She wants to help. So take advantage of that if you feel like you need it. And then I also have a link in the show notes for her guided meditation recording. I cannot wait to do it myself. (laughs) Oh, and I want you to. I want you to do it. I want you to do it, and I want your feedback on it. I will. And um, so last thing, how can people find you online? Where should they follow you? Do you have an email newsletter they can sign up for? What do you have for people to connect with you? Um, So yes, yes, and yes. (laughs) On LinkedIn, you can find me as stephanie.booker.atchison whatever to make it through this time. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd love to know what you're seeing as far as an impact to your business and how you're making changes. Yeah. So um, what I'm seeing, it's going to fall into a couple different categories. First of all, my clients themselves are being impacted because they fall into three different categories. One is they have a brick and mortar business and mm-hmm. have now had to quickly move online. And for some of them, it's not been possible. Others were already online and this is no big deal. And so they're just continuing the work that they were doing. And for the third category, like the world just opened up to them. They're starting something new based on what people need right now. So right. it's for me personally, like 99% of my work was already online. And um, if planning was important before, it's critical now because funding dollars, as you were mentioning, are limited. Time is 
sort of available and sort of not like, you know. Okay. 